Welcome to Bite Sized, a cybersecurity Q&A presented to you by Corolla Mooring. Our goal is to take the complex world of government contract cybersecurity and break it down into bite-sized pieces. Every other week, we'll take one question that we frequently hear from our clients and give you a short, simple answer and explain why it matters. My name is Kate Growley, and today's bite-sized answer is a bit of a follow-on from the three-part series that we just wrapped up. So folks will recall that we walked through the current DFARS cyber clauses, that being DFARS 252.204-7012, 7019, and 7020. And then we previewed what the CMMC clause is currently slated to require under 7021. Now, generally speaking, these clauses are always going to be required in prime contracts, but there's a big exception. None of those clauses should be included in contracts that are exclusively for the purchase of what we call COTS items, C-O-T-S. And that's what we're going to focus on today. And to help me do that, I'm grateful to have a go-to resource of mine on all things COTS, Yuan Zhou. Yuan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kate. Glad to be here and hello to all of our listeners. So Yuan, there's this thing called COTS, commercial off-the-shelf items, but there's also this other thing called just commercial items. And at least in my experience, contractors frequently get tied up around what's the difference between the two. So perhaps we start there. What is the difference between a COTS item and a commercial item? That's a great question, Kate. While all COTS items are commercial items, not all commercial items are COTS. Now, both of those terms are defined in the FAR, and they can be both found in the Universal Definition section of FAR 2.101. The definition of a commercial item is expansive. There are eight different categories of supplies and services that are captured, and available guidance acknowledges that the definition of a commercial item should be interpreted broadly. Now, the most commonly recognized category of a commercial item is that of a type definition. So I'm sure folks have heard that items of a type that are customarily used by the general public or by non-governmental entities that have either been sold, leased, or licensed, or even offered for sale, lease, or license to the general public are captured. And similarly for services, any services of a type that are offered and sold competitively in substantial quantities in the commercial marketplace based on catalog or market prices and under standard commercial terms and conditions, that meets the definition as well. Now, a COTS item, on the other hand, has a far more restrictive definition. It's any item of supply, including construction material, that's a commercial item, so it has to meet that commercial item definition. It's sold in substantial quantities in the commercial marketplace. It's offered to the government under a contract or a subcontract without any modification. So it must be in the same form in which it's sold in the commercial marketplace. And it doesn't include bulk cargo, like agricultural or petroleum products. So Yuan, you use the term supply there. If a contractor is providing services, can they qualify for this COTS exception? 
Uh, that's a question that we get all the time. Now, back when the FAR Council issued a final rule in 2009 to implement Section 4203 of the Klinger-Cohen Act of 1996, which basically identified certain laws that don't apply to cost acquisitions, the FAR Council said, no, services are not included. During the public comment period, a number of folks suggested that the definition of COTS should delete the word of supply from the definition, or that the COTS definitions should explicitly include services. Now, the FAR Council disagreed. It explained that the governing statute limits COTS items to the definition that's contained in 41 USC 403, subsection 12A. The specific definition there refers directly to items of supply rather than services, which are addressed later in subsections 12F and 12G. So according to the FAR Council, services are necessarily excluded from the COTS definition. So Kate, given that, why have the COTS exception? What's the rationale for the carve out for COTS items of supply? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. If the only thing you're being asked to do under a contract is basically process a part or SKU number and then deliver something that's literally sitting in your warehouse, then there's never going to be a need to exchange any real confidential information with the DOD. So if the scope of the contract is limited to just that kind of basic transaction, then there's no need to include these DFARS clauses that would obligate you to protect information that, again, by the nature of your performance, you're just never going to have. But that's also why the exception is limited to just those situations in which the only thing anticipated under the contract is the provision of those cost items. As soon as you start to migrate into the world of customization, which is often the case, as you just said you on with commercial items or really any kind of service, you can't automatically rule out the possibility that you may need to handle some information from the DOD that needs to be kept confidential. And so you're going to see these cyber clauses in those kinds of contracts. All right, well, that wraps us up for today. Yuan, thanks again for jumping on and for shedding some light on the COTS conundrum for us. Thanks for having me, Kate. And thanks again to all of our listeners. And thank you all for listening into Bite Size Q&A. We'll be back in your feed in a few weeks with a new question and a simple explanation, but you can always find more information on our website. And again, if you have any suggestions for questions we should cover, or if you wanna learn more about the, uh, the exciting world of COTS and commercial items, just let us know. I can be reached at 202-624-2698 and Yuan is at 202-624-2666. Have a great one. This has been Bite Size Q&A, a podcast brought to you by Curl and Mori. You can find more information at curl.com slash cyberpodcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. 